When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, it's not Friday. It's Saturday. The weekend is actually here. The Bengals are finally going to get their last day of rest before the big. Andrew is next to me, so I'm going to make him angry. Chabanger between the Bills and the Bengals on Monday Night Football. And we've got our final predictions and previews for you right here on the Strictly Stripes podcast. Welcome into another edition as I'm joined by the crew, Mike Nislick and Andrew Gillis and myself are back at it once again. Uh, some quick injury hits. Sam Hubbard will be a game-time decision, uh, according to Zach Taylor. Uh, he was limited all week in practice, essentially, so we're going to find out about that uh, before the game, right when the game starts. Same goes with who's going to start at right tackle, whether it's going to be Hakeem Adeniji or Isaiah Prince, both of whom are in the mix uh, for that starting job. Now, the thing to remember for that, like we mentioned this week, neither one of those guys has played a full game this year. Prince has been on the practice squad all year. He hasn't played since the Super Bowl. As for Adeniji, uh, he's been a jumbo tackle, so he's only come in on certain situations. But we're here, and we're going to see what happens on Monday. And with that, what do you guys think is going to happen? Just jumping right into it, what are your all's score predictions for this game? Uh, Score prediction, um, I picked Bills 30, Bengals 28. I think this is kind of the end of the line for the for the Bengals' seven-game win streak. Uh, is it seven? Feels, it's seven. It feels games. like seven. I, it is. Um, and the Bills are on a sixteen. So, yeah. So you got you got really two kind of clash of the titans here. Um, I, I just think that the Bills are playing really good football right now, and they pose some matchup problems that the Bengals are going to have to deal with. Um, you know, you're obviously starting a new right tackle. Uh, whether that's, like you said, Prince or Adeniji, Sam Hubbard, who knows what he's going to be. Um, if he, you know, because if he's there, the thing with calf injuries, it's tough, is it's not like a wrist injury like Trey Hendrickson's playing through where it's just purely like a, you know, can you deal with it? Can you be effective with it? A calf injury is one of those things where he can play full speed and then it pops and it's over. Um, you know, the, you know, he's out for another couple of weeks. So, so that's just it, it's difficult. And when you when you kind of factor that in with what you need to do to stop Josh Allen, um, you know, what the Bengals have to do to score points, I think they will. But you know, Brian Callahan alluded to this. The Bills are strong up the middle. I don't think the Bengals are going to be able to run the ball very well. You're going to have to beat them outside on the numbers. Uh, Bills secondary is pretty good. So I think this is where the run ends for the Bengals. Uh, their run for the number one seed and likely the number two seed in the conference ends on Monday. Um, but they still will have a chance to win the division, which is going to be pretty significant to get a home game. So uh, I think the Bengals lose this one. I think it's close. I think the line last I checked was like one and a half. So I think uh, Vegas is kind of on the money on this one, as they always are. I think it's <laughs> going right down to the wire. Yeah, I had uh... – well, the Bills winning two, I think it was 31-24 was the final score prediction. I think the raise, the uh, margin between these two teams is pretty thin. Um, but when you look at it with this right tackle situation, um, I think that could be sort of the determining factor. I think when you guys, you know, I talked, I asked Zach uh, earlier this season about rotating tackles. 
uh, when Collins was injured or, or, you know, kind of struggling to kind of get through games and you know, maybe rotate a series here and then. He's like, we don't absolutely don't want to do that. And now they're like, well, maybe we'll do that. Cause these <laughs> yeah. guys, two guys have, I mean, you know, the stamina thing. You kind of have to. No, I think that's overblown. I think that shows that they're just not very confident um, in, in either um, yeah. option. Yeah, you know, I think you're in, right. In terms of... Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you kind of have to because of that. Well, but I think you want to go with one guy. I, I think right. that it's, it's, you know, I, I think I didn't think I didn't see that as a vote a vote of confidence. And so, um, you know, if they are allowed five pressures and and though or you're allowed five pressures, Disney did last week, and if it's like eight or nine this week between those two at right tackle. And that disrupts two drives. That puts you behind the eight ball enough where Buffalo gets in control. And I think that's all it takes in a game like this. Um, you know, Joe Burrow has stepped up big in big moments, and I, I, and I think you know that's a possibility that you know if they have they have to come back and in the fourth quarter, you, you know, you wouldn't bet against him necessarily. But uh, this team has played sort of strange football in recent weeks, where they've kind of had bad halves. Uh, can't afford to do that, and I just think with. Um, some of the question marks they have now with those injuries, um, that, that kind of gives the edge to Buffalo. Uh, you know, I, just replacing a right tackle and not having a, I don't know, doesn't feel like they have a lot of confidence in what they've got right now to sort of get them through this moment. Um, that's kind of where I come down on it. So I will say this. Those are both very interesting predictions, but I'm going to be the black sheep here and say that the Bengals do win, albeit by a field goal, 31-28. Because here's the thing. Those are serious problems, whether it's Hubbard possibly not playing, which, to be honest, I don't think he is going to play, and I'll say more about that later. And I know, Mike, like you raised really valid concerns about the right tackle issue. And you're right. I mean, the fact that they couldn't definitively just say it's going to be one guy where, you know, it probably is going to be Isaiah Prince and Hakeem Adeniji, even if, you know, say Prince starts and then Adeniji comes in or, you know, whatever. I think those are really concerning issues. And here's the thing, though. What I would say to that is as much as it's a concern, at least you don't have Von Miller on that side, which, I mean, I hope he gets better. He's one of the best in the league. Obviously, he's out for the year with a torn ACL, but... You know, and this is not to undermine Shaq Lawson, uh, who's been replacing him since then on, on the depth chart. But I also think at the same time, like that's not going to be as big of a challenge. But if you had a Vaughn Miller there, I'd say, oh yeah, like Joe Burrow's in for like probably one of the longest nights he's had all year. Like that Cleveland game, I, I don't know that this game would end up like that, but it would definitely be a very just brutish night in that sense, like it was against Cleveland. However. I don't think he's going to be exploited that bad on the right side. And I think even with the weird football they played, which I'm actually writing something about that ahead of Monday uh, to kind of explain why that has to change. Because you're right. Like, the thing with Buffalo is you can't get behind and you can't stay ahead and just be comfortable. Like you can't do either of those things. You'd rather have the slow start kind of like we talked about yesterday, but ideally you don't want that. But the reason why I don't think either of those will be an issue is because, like, with Buffalo secondary, I don't think – they're all that. I think Jamar Chase is, you know, and I know you're going to talk about this in your prop, Ben Andrew, not to spoil it, but I think Jamar Chase is going to have a great night. Um, you know, I, I think what's going to happen with Joe Mixon, I don't think he'll have the best game. I don't think he'll have the worst game. I do think uh, Buffalo's linebacking core with Edmonds and Matt Milano is pretty solid. So I'd actually say, you know, you just have to kind of utilize Mixon on those short second, third down runs where need be. But Again, I think Burrow is just going to come in with the hot hand. I get he had two wonky picks last week. He's going to learn from that. There were rare miscommunications. I don't think Buffalo's defense will get to him that much. I think Jamar Chase, like I said, will go off. Uh, they'll establish the run where need be. And it's going to be back and forth because don't get me wrong, you got Josh Allen on the other side. He's going to be slinging it. 
He's going to be moving it. He's going to be pushing it. But I don't think he's going to push it as far as Joe Burrow. And that's why I think the Bengals will take this one by three. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, kind of going back to what I mentioned with Hubbard, Andrew. So, again, we don't know for sure. But I'd like to think because he was limited all week, I just don't know that they take the chance on him this week with the playoffs coming, with you know a potential AFC North championship game next week i don't know that they take a chance with him do you do you think they take a chance with i mean him? i mean if he's good enough to play he's good enough to play like i don't know um if it's you know necessarily wanting not to take a chance because i mean you're trey hendrickson's playing with a broken wrist right now um you know so with, with sam I, I think it's just a matter of you know zach said today like every day helps him and every day matters for sam kind of you know, every day is really really important um so that to i mean that's not something to me that gives off a ah, you know we're not sure about you know kind of a long-term thing here we're not sure about much. like that to me sounds like you know he's gotten better every single day yeah and i think that extra day because it is a longer week i think that's going to help him um i actually think he's going to play um i think he was i mean he the Bengals have had this before, I think, where you know Jamar was a limited participant for three days sure. and didn't play against the Titans. So um, limited doesn't mean you're going to play, but uh, I think that Sam is. Uh, I think he's kind of ready. Like if you're not going to play him, you know his full allotment of snaps, fine. But I, I, I think he's going to see the field. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because I, I mean he did say uh, to to reporters was it yesterday I think um, yeah. that playing on it makes it worse. Um, and so um, I, I think there is a question mark of if they just want to keep him shut down until uh, the playoffs to try to yeah. have him um, fully healthy because, you know, if he takes a two steps back on Monday and then isn't available for, for the, you know, yeah. the, that, that's the, it. the You're playoff done. Round, first round, um, that could be really bad. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be a toss-up. I do think the extra day helps. Um, yeah. But I think it's a matter of, you know, it, if it hasn't changed and playing on it gets worse and it's not fully healed, um, you know, they saw that they really took time with Hayden Hurst. And if you kind of compare yeah. it, that, yeah, um, yeah, that's a know, fair point. Did, and that, uh, that's the thing. Set yeah. him out extra time. So um, I think it's going to be hard because the way he talked about, one, watching the game on Christmas Eve, you uh, did not enjoy that. But two, you know, that you mentioned uh, Hubber, uh, Hendrickson playing through the wrist, um, you know, he, uh, other guys playing through, you know, dislocated yeah, kneecap for Jonah Williams. Yeah. We've seen guys sort of, uh, you know, try to play through things that, you know, really should sideline you. And I think he feels bad not sort of matching that, even though nobody would question that. You know, nobody's questioning his resolve. But at the same time, you want to be there for your teammates. And I think that's why they're going to wait to the last possible second to rule him out because I think he wants to play. And, yeah. and players' voices do matter. Sure, they do. And, I, you know, but unfortunately it's the ultimate decision of the trainers and what Zach Taylor makes of that. And so, yeah, we'll just, we're, we're not going to know until we get all the inactives about an hour and a half before kickoff, which, man, 8.30. Like, or is, was the Monday night game in Cleveland that late? I don't think it was 8.30. It was, it was like 8.15, I think. I don't know. I think it's a little bit at the same time. So really? yeah, it would be unless it's West Coast, but that's a different. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. No, but yeah, it, West it was your West Coast time in Cleveland. No, I'm saying like, <laughs> even watching like on the East Coast. Like I didn't know if there were some West Coast games that didn't. No, kick it's off that I, all of them are eight fifteen or 8, I, it's eight twenty. Whatever the exact time is, kickoff times are weird because like and then te- like five technically Sunday Coast. games kick off at like one o two. So like I think Monday night games are like eight twenty. So I don't know. But I don't know, it, maybe it just I just show I, I just show up at like five thirty or six <laughs> and you know wait for the game to start. Well, I will tell you what. I mean, there's times where I might get a little lazy, especially on like a Sunday, and just come like two hours early. 
lead, but I think for a game like this with how crazy the city of Cincinnati is going to be, I think you have to get there as early as you can because you come any earlier or any later than two, like three hours before kickoff, then you're going to be in a little bit of traffic. So I have to remind myself of that because I've been guilty of slipping. So good reminder there, Andrew. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Hubbard. Uh, I guess if he doesn't start, it would be Cam Sample for the third straight game. Sample started for Hendrickson, Trey Hendrickson in Tampa Bay, and then he started for Hubbard last week in New England. So second-year player, going to be getting a lot of reps there. And I think he'll be getting a lot of reps either way if Hubbard plays because he'll probably be limited. But prop bets. Uh, I know I kind of spoiled yours, Andrew. Forgive me, but... Uh, no, you're good. You got, um, you got Jamar Chase with a prop bet. What yeah, you got? Uh, well, so first off, shout out to the listeners of this podcast that can that are in the state of Ohio that are going to be able to bet on this starting at midnight on mm. uh, January 1. Mm. Uh, it's been a long wait. Uh, mm. No more driving Isn't into... midnight tonight? Yeah. Yeah. January 1, midnight. So tonight. Well, yeah. yeah. So tonight at midnight. But you might not be... People might be listening to this tomorrow, which is so January yesterday. 1. So yesterday. Crisscross. Uh, it's like Inception. Um, no, so I just in, in talking to some of the guys this week, the offensive line kind of went out of their way to mention their linebackers that kind of run downhill very, very quick. Brian Callahan said the same thing. Um, you know, he talked about how their their strength that their defense is up the middle. You have Jordan Poyer back at uh, at safety. I you know that game to me and, and just kind of reading in between the lines of what they said that kind of lends itself to a game that has to be won outside the numbers yeah uh, and if you're going to throw the ball outside the numbers and you're joe burrow uh there's a pretty clear option there so i like jamar chase over 82 and a half receiving yards um i don't know what his catches are like what his over under on receptions there um, was not, I, there, I did when i looked there wasn't there was not on completions for Allen there was because i i like over on all i like i'm kind of like if you could tell by my score prediction which the over under i had was 58 um i kind of like a high scoring affair here i think both teams are going to really kind of air this thing out um, the weather's going to cooperate. It's going to be unseasonably warm in Cincinnati, so you're not really dealing with wind yeah. or cold or anything like that. Thank God. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Jamar over. I think the game plan is going to lend itself to that. I think the Bills, kind of what they do well, is going to force Joe Burrow to look outside. And, I mean, if you're going to throw to somebody on the outside, it's going to be Jamar. Yeah, I did uh, over under 281, 281 yards, 281.5 yards for Joe Burrow passing. Uh, just because if you look at kind of the trends between the run splits uh, on the season, they're averaging, uh, you know, 30, they're running 38% of the time overall. Last two weeks, uh, 33%, 30%. They've sort of uh, gone to the air, I think, um, quickly, especially in big games where, um, you know, they just seem to rely more heavily on the pass. With the weather being a good forecast, I think, you know, a lot of those running yards will be the, the checkdowns, um, and, and that'll help kind of put Joe Burrow over the edge. He's hit that, over that number seven times this season. Um, and the Bills, you know, defense is, is pretty good, uh, pass defense-wise, but they've allotted to four in four games. Mahomes was one of them. So, you know, Burrow is in that upper echelon of quarterbacks where I think you don't have to, you know, that they're going to allow yards. It's not a it's just, it's, it's just It just happens. And so um, I thought that one was good. Uh, that's what, what I wrote about. Um, I was also looking at just the numbers, and Josh Allen, I think, is 
over under 293.5 for overall yards. Um, and that seemed reasonable to me with, between rushing and passing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I did Burrow. Um, Chase, I thought, was a good one at 82.5 because he had a bad game last week and he talked about wanting to reach 1,000 this week. I think he needs yeah. 40. So he does, yeah. Um, he'll be motivated. Yeah, to that, that. that guy falls out of bed and hangs like 50 yards. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think to kind of follow on both of what you all said, uh, especially with what you mentioned, Michael, with Burrow going over that number, um, I'm going to say Joe Mixon goes over 24.5 yards. Uh, the over-under for him on receiving. 24.5 receiving yards? Yeah. Okay. The over-under for him is 24.5 receiving yards. I say that because I'm looking at the over-under on rushing yards, and that's 50.5. I don't know that he even comes close to that because, like, we talked about when I made my prediction earlier, and you guys would agree, like, Buffalo's defense is best in the middle, and that is especially true with their linebacking core. And I think where you can actually say that, like, you will be hurting a little bit without having Lyle Collins is if you try to run up that side – and you've got Prince or Identity blocking, you're not going to get as much blocking as you would with Collins. It's going to be easy for those linebackers to snuff him out. So I think because of that, and like you said, Michael, with how much more they've been passing the ball, you definitely utilize him with those real routes, those wheel routes or those go routes. And so, you know, and he's had multiple games where he's had well over that number. I'd have to go back and look again. But, yeah, they've used him a lot in those situations, especially before uh, he got hurt against Pittsburgh with that concussion. So, yeah, I'd say that's a safe bet. Um, they're going to have to really take advantage of the pass everywhere. I wouldn't be shocked if they do the same with Samaj P. Ryan on third down. So, yeah, I would say Joe Mixon, 24.5 receiving yards over that. I do want to kind of wrap this up with a little bit of a – I want to call it a curveball, but I really want to – you know, we've talked so much about both quarterbacks this week that I don't really think I've asked you guys this question, but if, if you had a fantasy team right now, I mean, I'm sure you guys play fantasy football. I don't because I'm lame, but next year we're going to change Bengals that. Bengals just released their injury report. Sam Hubbard, questionable with a calf. Nobody else is listed. There, there we go. There you, so go. you can continue. Yeah, um, and I was not, yeah nothing shocking there. Um, yeah, if you had a fantasy team, which, I'm, like I said, I'm sure you guys do, who would you rather have at quarterback, Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? Josh Allen because he runs the ball. Joe Burrow doesn't really run the ball. So you, in fantasy football, you need a running quarterback. and uh, Or at least if you want an elite quarterback, you need a running quarterback. So Josh Allen, easy. Not a debate. Yeah? Mike? Sure. I, don't, I do not play fantasy football. Oh, you don't? No. Um, but, uh, sure, the guy that scores more points probably is the better choice, right? No. So what if we weren't playing fantasy football? What if you were, like, drafting your own team right now? Josh Allen. So you'd, you'd Josh Allen regardless. Josh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Josh Allen's second and then I'll hear debates for third, starting with third. But those are the top two, Mahomes and Allen. Really? Sorry to make Bengals fans upset, but wow. yeah, Burrow, Burrow's not as good as Allen. And, and you're saying it's just because of the fact that Allen just runs a little bit better? Well, the fantasy aspect. Like you said, well, I mean, fantasy no, That's football. fantasy. I'm saying in general. Well, I, thought like in said, I thought he said it in real life. Well, in real life. Well, in, First yeah, in fantasy, I, if, but now yeah, in real life. Yeah, yeah, so in fantasy I take Allen, but also in real life I take Allen. Um, For what other reasons, though, in real yeah, life? Yeah, well, I think he's got um, – I mean, obviously his arm talent is better than Burroughs. Um, you know, I think uh, – is that surprising? Not surprising, but I think there's still a debate John, to be like, had. I don't, think, I don't think there's a debate at all. Um, Josh Allen can roll out right and throw it across his body 65 yards down the field. Joe Burrow can't do that. Joe Burrow does a lot of really good things, uh, and he does a lot of things better than Josh Allen. He's a more accurate passer. Um, you know, the poise thing, we'll, uh, we haven't really seen Josh Allen in a ton of those situations, but, like, Josh Allen did nothing wrong in those, like, in that, like, miracle finish last year in Kansas City. 
and he scored. Oh, I, I agree. Like the last like That's three or four game. times they touched the ball, they scored touch they scored touchdowns and uh, they lost the game. So like I don't know if you could look at that and say. Um, you know the poise thing, whatever. But I think Josh Allen he gives you more of a uh, more of a dynamic aspect in the run game. Uh, I think he has better arm talent. Um, I think he's doing more with less. Um, you know I don't want to use this too much as a knock against Joe because they have, but they do have the best receiving core in the league. Like, what does Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes look like if you have a Jamar Chase and a T Higgins and a Tyler Boyd? I don't know. We um, don't know. So like I, I think I I, I think. You know, Allen is pretty clearly second behind Mahomes. Uh, if you want to put Joe Burrow third, fine. I'll hear that argument. Um, I think there's a oh, lot. I of think argu- that I think, by itself is a no-brainer. I, I, at I think least. I think that there's a lot of arguments for guys in terms of like who you would take if you were starting a franchise. I mean, this is a really good off-season topic, um, but like I think you could kind of talk yourself into a few different players at that at that third spot. Burrow's probably leading the pack there, um, but yeah, Mahomes and Allen are one and two. I think yeah, Mahomes is number one. I'm not going to argue with you there. Burrow has to at least be three. I'm surprised that you think there's an argument for that. But I think I mean I I, I'm know. not saying I wouldn't put him three. I'm just saying I think that there's an argument for different guys. I'd say the reason why I give Burrow the and, I'm, and here's the thing. This is with respect to Allen. I say very slight edge over Josh Allen is because have you seen Allen in the red zone? Like I mean I'm not saying he's bad in the red zone, but like he's thrown seven picks in the red zone, and that's why they almost lost to. No offense to Detroit, but they almost lost to them on Thanksgiving because he was horrible in the red zone. And here's the thing, like, honestly, I think Joe Burrow's a tougher quarterback. Well, I mean, this team almost just lost to the Patriots, and the Patriots are, like, the same record but they as the Lions. Not, not, so, because, not because of the red zone, though. Like, Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow not threw have... a, what, he threw a red zone pick, and then uh, the, he, threw, he threw two interceptions. That was one on, red zone pick. That well, was one red zone pick, so he threw two on the other side of the field. I'm just saying that there's an argument against it. Like that, yeah, but like, then compared to can, all the other games where he's thrown interceptions, none of them have been in the red zone, except I think that was his Yeah, first I mean, one. Joe Burrow's really good in the red zone. Like, I, I'm not saying that that's a debate against him um, I think or, or a point against him. Um, but Joe Burrow's better in the red zone than Josh Allen as a passer. As a runner, I mean, you get more of a dynamic option with Allen, and when the field shrinks, you kind of need that. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying Burrow's not better, but I'm like, I think that there's a debate. So, what if you gave Josh Allen the offensive line Joe Burrow had last year, where Burrow, like, almost so many times looked like his season was about to end from how much they just suffocated him with how many times he got hit? I don't know. I don't know. That, 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 I mean, I know it's a could have, should have, would have, but that goes back to the point that, like, bro, was that tough? Like, who gets sacked more than any other quarterback and does what he did last year? I get that's last year, but even the first two, three games this year, we had that problem we kept talking about. But I don't know. You're right. That's more of an offseason topic. I just was thinking with this game, I really wanted your take on that. Uh, Mike, do you care to digress? Well, I don't think it matters, like, their performance in single games. Like, it's yeah. not what people talk about. I think, I don't. I think if you ask GMs, Andrew might be in the minority just because I think Joe Pearl has a higher pedigree of Thank quarterback. You. Um, and so you'd look at some of the mechanics and things, and I, I think Joe Burrow would get the edge. Um, yeah. I think that Josh Allen um, does certain things, and but it also depends on what offense you're going to try to run. That's fair. Um, like the Bengals, I think, you know, are built for a quarterback like Joe Burrow where I don't sure. think Josh Allen would be sort of on their radar. But uh you know, it's I, I like individual performances in a game. You know, like Allen screwing up against Detroit. It's not going to be sort of uh, a, yeah. A mark. Well, Joe Burrow. That's Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow beating like, but even still. But, but I like, think what what evaluations are done is like your overall sort of yeah. um, your your 
not your work. I mean, your work in college, I guess, is. But I mean, it's more of what kind of quarterback you are, your mechanics, your the, like the Bengals. Like be- the Bengals beating the Bills thirty-four twenty-one is not going to change my opinion. I mean, I get that, but like, like I'm I- not going to sit here. Like I'm not going to have a, a held opinion and then change it because one game happened. I don't mean to use just one game with Detroit. I just try to say, look, right, he's right. got this problem with how he throws in the red zone. Here's an example of that. That was just one game that stood out to yeah, me. Yeah, Josh Allen. I was, always I was actually had, watching that. Josh game. Allen has always kind of had that. Um, the happy feet to throw interceptions. Gunslinger. Like, yeah. he's, he's just a gunslinger. He, he, I mean, but like. You, you have to live with that because you can also live with the play where he'll roll out to his left, throw it across the field to the other hash mark, and it's a 55-yard completion to Stephon Diggs down the, down the seam. Like, Joe Burrow's not making that play. Like, Joe Burrow can't make that play. His arm is not good enough to make that play. To roll out left to the sideline and then throw it to the hash mark, like, Josh Allen maybe has the strongest arm in the league. Like, that, that's undeniable. I'll wrap with this. That's fine. And I think there's a lot of good points you're making. I would just say that, you know, we talked about Allen being built like a tight end, running like a gazelle, which, I mean, honestly, when it comes to that, yeah, he does that better than Burrow. I don't think we would debate that. I just wonder how long can his body take that where he's just going to keep rolling out and keep just, you know, taking hits like that, whereas Burrow uses his legs as a last resort because he doesn't really need to do that, which is good because that's better for his body and then it's just better for kind of like his poise and uh, pedigree like uh mike mentioned but yeah that is definitely more of an off-season debate i just wanted to get the the cat out of the out of the hat for that one just just, just to have a little fun on this the podcast cat out of the hat the, the cat out of the hat the cat out of <laughs> don't the bag you mean the, the, okay the cat right. out of the bag whatever you could maybe in the hat too i don't know it, it rhymes so i figured that would be better but we're going to have more rhyme and reason for this post-game podcast. Stay tuned with us late, late Monday night, or I guess it would be Tuesday morning at that point from how late we're probably going to do this podcast. We're going to break down everything from the Bills-Bengals matchup, what is going to happen from there, contingent on what happens with Baltimore and Pittsburgh on Sunday. So stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Once again, for myself, Andrew Ghost, and Mike and Isaac, I'm Muhammad Ahmad. Enjoy your weekend. Happy New Year. Stay safe.